post-game podcast, folks. We are back. Um, recording in the morning this time. It's Friday morning, June 3rd. Game one of the NBA Finals was last night. This is episode 35 of the post-game podcast. I am Chad, joined as always by my good pal, Urkel. Urk, how you doing? How's it going, everybody? How's it going? Uh, a little tired, not going to lie to you. Yeah, the, the, morning, the morning recording hits different. Um, yeah, I was wor- worried I'd have a morning voice going, but I got the, the coffee brewed up sitting next to me, so we're, we're good to go. Um, as always, a full show today. Starting off with anything but sports, we have quite a few headlines um, to get to. We'll start off with, with some NBA talk, of course. Um, I want to do a quick card talk recapping the Dallas card show that, that I mentioned last time. Um, we have a couple listener questions to get to. Um, as, as always, we'll do the, the new segment song of the week, and then we'll wrap up with the fourth quarter. Um, let's kick it off with any, anything but sports. Um, James, what, what is, what's on your mind that, that is not sports related? Uh, first off, the, uh, that's actually, you said way into it. I was going to ask you a question. What's your go-to drink in the morning? Um, sounds like it's coffee for you. Mine uh, is actually good. It's definitely coffee. Yeah, and I know there's people out there that that can do tea or just water and and are somehow anti-caffeine and, and props to them. But no, it, it's it's got to be coffee or at least some form of caffeine for me. Mine is actually tea. Uh, right now, I've been drinking this uh, green tea with lemon. It's actually pretty good. Uh, my mom put me on to it. So shout out to my mom for putting me on to that but no yeah I, I don't I can't really do the, the caffeine uh I will do a Red Bull every now and then but typically for me it's when I'm up in the morning and I don't want to be in I'm groggy just brew a little tea real quick put it on maybe get the R&B playlist going set the live kind of help get my juices flowing in the morning see and I, I don't mind that I feel like I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum where I just do too much caffeine like <laughs> I'll I'll do like a little bit of caffeine, a little bit of pre-workout, like before I work out. I'll do typically a cup of coffee in the morning um, and then maybe another cup of coffee or like a Celsius or some sort of like energy with, with caffeine in the, in, in the early afternoon just to keep me going through the workday. Um, so yeah, I feel like I re- rely on, on caffeine way too much. So I, I hope to get to that to that point one day where I can just brew a little cup of tea, get it get it steeped nice and fine, and be ready to roll. <laughs> oh man, steeped—that's a funny word, steeped. <laughs> hey, you you had a birthday last week. How'd that go? I did, I did. Uh, it was a very uh, wonderful time. Uh, shout out to everybody who came out. Wish me happy birthday if you got me anything. Uh, I still am accepting gifts, so if you're late on your gift, I understand. Uh, today's probably payday for a lot of y'all. So again, cash at me, Venmo me, send me something. Still will accept gifts. Uh, but it was a good time. Uh, met up with some of the homies I haven't seen in a while. Uh, went down to Kiss. Shout out to my boy Justin for taking care of us down there. Uh, it's like a little restaurant lounge. Um, then we stopped by uh, this little bar called 3606. Shout out to them as well. Uh, then Sunday we went to this brunch buffet spot. Very good. It was it was very low key in a low key place. It was uh, Las Colinas. Sorry if I'm butchering the name. Bill Rila or something. Nah, I don't know. But th- that was a pretty good breakfast. And breakfast buffets are hard to come by, especially good ones. So that was a good one. And then end of the night uh, at this spot called Bloom, where Ray Sherman ended up performing. So 
like I said, shout out to everyone who came, text me happy birthday. Uh, definitely a fun time. Oh, and I even got to see uh, you, the wife, the family, and uh, little Mia. So what more could I ask for? Yes, sir. Yeah, we we had a little pool day for, for a couple hours out there. Um, good to hear, though. Glad, glad we're happy, healthy, moving into another year. Um, yes, that's sir. that's all we can ask for is we're, we're getting older. Um, that's exactly right. It's, it's time for sports talk. Let's jump right into the headlines. First and most notable, we have to talk about our Dallas Mavericks. Um, oh, God. And for starters, I want this to be a positive positive segment, but feel free to take it whatever direction you want. No, I'm taking um, it there, Chad. I'm telling you today. I'm, I might be in the morning, but I got some takes that, for you. That's fair. We, we need some some kind of antagonist on this show. Um, the Mavs had a heck of a run. I mean, I mean, looking at the beginning of the season, if you said that we'd win and make it through two rounds of the playoffs, the Western Conference Finals, that, that's a win for, for almost everyone that you speak to besides – Maybe our, our former co-host Jake Vela, who is is championship <laughs> or bust. Um, Correct. But man, I, I I'm so so happy that we made it that far. Um, not only to beat Utah, but also going up against technically the number one team in the NBA. They had the best record all season, um, and, and we knocked out the Suns. And so that that in itself was impressive. And then playing the Warriors, um, that's just a tough draw. I mean. They were short-staffed and, and injured and beat up all season, and so their record wasn't reflective of how good they actually are, and now every team is seeing that. Um, so they're back to full strength. They're now in the NBA Finals. Um, what did the Mavs win? One game, two games, whatever it was? Um, we won. It, it, it was – where I think it went downhill in that series was was game two. Um, did yeah, you remember like 19. What's that? Yeah, we were up by 19, and then we blew a 19-point lead. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We ever were, since we, then, our confidence was shot. We were out in Golden State. We were down 0-1 after that first game. And then the, the goal was just to win one game out there and then come home, win one, hopefully two. Um, yeah, we were up by 19. And then we we the whole second half, that Golden State chipped away at that lead, um, and we gave it up and, and forfeited the entire game. And so the, that was where I think the series just went went off the rails. Um, but overall, I mean, it was it was impressive to see dudes step up that had all playoffs. Um, Brunson specifically, he's obviously going to get paid a ton this this offseason. Um, Hardaway was out, which I think that could help when he comes back. But at the very least, if if we want to trade him away, um, that could clear up some more cap space. But also guys like Dinwiddie. Um, even like Bertons had played a few solid minutes in a few games. Um, energy wise, he was getting us going. Uh, but but Luca was 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 great. I mean, Luca's gonna always do Luca. Um, I think my biggest problem was with the supporting cast. Um, in totality, the bigs, um, no disrespect to any of these gentlemen. If I see you on public, don't hurt me. This is just a podcast. Uh, but First off, um, we got out-rebounded ridiculously um, by Kevin Looney single-handedly. And the crazy thing to me is I thought he was way uh, bigger than he was, but uh, I looked online and he says he's only 6'9". So the fact we're just getting out-rebounded by an undersized center is beyond me. Don't understand it. Um, We got out-bullied. We got out-muscled. We got out-manned. And one thing I know for sure is that if we don't make an upgrade in that position soon – this will be the same thing over and over and again. 
Um, because as the Celtics showed last night, I think one of the best ways to beating the Warriors is out physically in them, um, which they did, and we didn't. Um, but like you said, I definitely agree. The downhill to uh, the series was game two, in particular, looked up around by 19. I was like, okay, we're going in the right direction. Looks like we're going to tie the series up, take it back to Dallas 1 1. Turn my head for a minute, come back. Leads getting cut in half, then turn my head again, it's tied, then turn my head up by five, six, seven. So, uh, one of the things that I think we need to do um, is go out and get a free agent to pair with Luca, um, whether that's someone off ball. Uh, I heard some rumors of Rudy Gobert coming here. Uh, again, no disrespect. I personally don't think he's all that good. He's definitely not worth the money the Mavs would try to give him. Um, and if you think about it, if you look at his careers thus far, he hasn't made it out of the first round ever. Um, so that's just a, that's just one other thing that's kind of, yeah. you know, got me kind of on the fence. Uh, Zach Levine's a free agent. Wouldn't mind seeing him come to Dallas. Uh I'm really just trying to think on some free agents that I could see working in this system. Uh, somebody did run by me that for the Mavs, we don't even have to go try to get a marquee uh, big man, just get a veteran big man like a JaVale McGee, who's uh, who's turned his career all the way around from JaVale McGee. But, you know, uh, he's, he's turned his career all the way around. Man, so I, I, I want no piece of that guy. Are you kidding me? He can come in and play a few good minutes, but that is not going to be our, our marquee center. I'd rather stick with Dwight Powell if that's the case. No, I wouldn't because Dwight Powell is an undersized center. I, I will say, though, I, he, I agree I agree with you. We do need a center. That was the, the clear issue in that series with Golden State. Kevon Looney was in there. They out-rebounded us on both on offense and on defense, it seemed. All the, all the right. time they were getting offensive boards that would extend possessions. Um, so, yeah, I don't know who that center is going to be for us. I, I don't know because um, almost all season we played the, the kind of small ball lineup to where um, – and I say small, but we usually would have like Maxi Kleba in there who um, – Which is small. He's undersized big. He's, yeah, he, right. he can play there. big. Like he he's actually pretty dang solid on defense, but he's not Kevon Looney big. He can still spread the floor. He can still shoot the three. But I think – like you think back to the 2011 finals – when we had Tyson Chandler and we finally exactly. got like a marquee big time center, we won the ship. Um, so I'm not saying we have to go back and, and copy that team. I think for starters, we made no, the right we do. We by, do need to copy that team. I uh, think I'm that saying, blueprint I, I think, is perfect. By, by the deadline, we made all the right moves. Like we got more playmakers, um, okay. namely Din, Dinwiddie around, um, around Luca. So, so we got him some more help. So we're, we're okay there. Um, and Hardaway, of course, he was injured. So there's another one right there. Um, Dodo stepped up every now and then. So we're going to have to trade away some pieces, I think. But but I think that the key missing piece is is a center. No, no, exactly. I, I agree. But I, I, I think the biggest thing, like I said, I keep harping on this, is toughness. We need a, a gritty center. Uh, people, uh, people apparently are speculating DeAndre Aiden's leaving the Suns. Wouldn't be mad if he came here, um, uh, because our the big men we have are undersized and they're too one dimensional for me. If Maxi Cleaver's shots not going, then he really doesn't bring anything to the table. True. White Powell to me, lob threat only, and then when you take away the lob, he's really like you said, non-existent. I mean, True. the guy's the starting power forward slash center in our league. Uh, he's getting paid however much he's getting paid, and he's only played eight to ten minutes a game in the Western Conference Finals. That's to me, that's ridiculous. But to me, that also says that 
if he doesn't make changes or we don't make changes going forward, that this will continue to be the result. So I think if we get a decent sized big paired with Luca, I, I, I see this Mavs team making a, a pretty big step. True. No, I, I like that. I, I agree with that. Um, I mentioned, I mentioned Jake, I mentioned Vela, our former co-host um, earlier in the podcast. He demanded over and over to be dialed in for this Dallas Mavs segment. So before we close it out and we move on to the rest of our headlines, let's dial in our old pal Jake Vela real quick and, and hear what he has to say. If he answers. Jake, you are live on the post game podcast episode 35. How are you, my friend? It's been a rough couple of days. You know, when our when our season ends, you know, it hurts. What 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 are your thoughts? Uh, we we just gave our thoughts. I gave mine. Urkel gave his. Um, I came to the conclusion. I'm proud of us. We need a center. Urkel, a little bit less proud. Thinks we also need a center and a few more pieces. Um, yeah, Urk also wants us to trade Reggie Bullock and Maxi Kleber. Did he say that? <laughs> uh, we we both we both kind of touched on Kleber. Like we didn't necessarily mention who we're okay with giving up, but but give us your take. I think it was a great year. I really do. I mean, you know, I thought if we get one playoff win, one series win, you know, it's a successful year. Then we go ahead and beat the best team in the NBA. That was a great win, game seven in Phoenix. And I just think we ran into the Warriors. I know they lost you yesterday, but I have a feeling the Warriors are going to win it all. I mean, they, they were – they were just deeper than us. You know, I think if Tim Hardaway Jr. is healthy, it's a different ball game. But I think we need to trade Tim Hardaway Jr. And Dwight Powell. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not totally against the, the trading of of Hardaway Jr. Um, especially now that I feel like we've we've almost established our team. I always thought he was a huge piece of it, but he was out seemingly all season. Um, Arco and I talked about the moves we made at the trade deadline. It seems like now we've basically established our team and that we're we're good. Um, we I, I my only hesitation in that is that we still need another guy that can create and, and can actually score when besides Luca, um, we have Dinwiddie, we have Brunson, Hardaway would be that other guy. So if we get rid of him, yeah, we but, we still need somebody else. Yeah, but Hardaway is more of just a catch and shoot guy, anyway. Yeah, but he can put he can put it on the on the floor for a couple dribbles, pull up, and still splash one on you. Yeah, but it's gonna come down to salary cap. I think Hardaway makes like eighteen, and I mean we're about to have to get Brunson third. Did you see that? Uh, Brunson's dad is now the Knicks assistant coach. I had no idea, but if your last name's Brunson, go go apply everywhere in the NBA. Yeah. So the Knicks, they're you know. It's well well documented. They're trying to get Brunson and Fred. See, they just hired his dad as an assistant. So, so you're happy with the Mavs season? You think we need to get rid of Hardaway? Any final Mavs takes? Uh, you know, I love Dorian Finney-Smith. He's a great guy. See, and and that's the thing. Hardaway kind of sort of reminds me of him. Just the, how hard he plays. 
Um, like he's not as 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 tall and as as long and as big as Finney Smith, but Hardaway's just got got a little bit of dog in him, and I feel like that's kind of what we were missing in those games with with Golden State. We just didn't yeah, have that I energy. Mean, I like Hardaway, but like I said, it, it just comes down to we got to spread some of that money, and we got to trade some guys so we can get a center. Because I mean, Mitchell Robinson from the Knicks would be cool. He's a guy I've been monitoring. Probably gonna be tough to get him, but. I did see this. I did see this trade, and I was like, "Dang, that's kind of good." It was Mavs and Kings, right? It was we were getting Harrison Barnes and Raquan Holmes. Right? No, no, sir. And we were trading like Dwight Powell, Hardaway, and like a first round pick. That that's the worst trade I've ever heard in my life. We're getting back Harrison Barnes, who's now on the, on the back end of his career. And I don't even know the other guy. Hopefully he's younger, though. No, dude, Raquan Holmes, great center. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I can't speak to that. I, I don't even know who that is. So maybe it is. But but giving up a first round Hardaway and, and Powell for, for those guys, I don't think so. All right, how about this one? You'll like this one. Ready? I worked on this one the other day. Let's hear it. Mavs and Lakers. Okay. <laughs> The Lakers received Tim Hardaway Jr., Dwight Powell, and Reggie Bullock, and a first-round pick. Oh, gosh. The Mavs received LeBron James and Austin <laughs> Reeves. <laughs> I can't, All right, that, I can't now, sit back and listen to this any longer. Yeah, now, now, now we're just what getting – Now we're just getting wild with it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the if fact think, that Chad – No, the, the fact that he's trying to – LeBron is our center. If you think LeBron's coming to Dallas without Bronny James here, then then you're off your rocker. I don't know, Doug. All right, Jake, thanks for the time. Urko and I are going to get back to it. Um, go Mavs. All right, see you. Wow, that that was blasphemous, Urk. Dude, I couldn't – I had it muted just to, so because I knew he could hear me. And I had to unmute it after that Lakers trade scenario. Like, are you kidding me? LeBron yeah, James think, gonna be our center. Come on. Yeah, he 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 said that jokingly, I believe. Yeah, I, I hope so. But because of what people don't understand is Jake's probably besides Skip Bayes, LeBron James' number one hater. So the fact he's advocating for LeBron to come to the match just proves my point that yeah, Le- everybody Le- hates LeBron until he comes to your team. Then you no, him. see, LeBron, LeBron ain't leaving. The only way he's leaving LA is one, he's going wherever Bronny James, J- LeBron Jr wherever he gets signed if he makes it to the nba everyone's acting like he's automatically making the nba he's making it to the league um, he's getting a chance at least we'll see like like he's he's good but but who knows um he's and then the only other way he would move is i think right before he retires oh. he's going to do one of those little 10-day contracts or one day contract with the Cavs and retire a cavalier that that's the only other move i see him making so i think he's he's right. going to finish out his career in la and the only move he'll make, though, is to the Hornets or really wherever the heck he goes, um, Bronny James, that is. Well, another speculation I saw, too, was LeBron's going to essentially go where, like you said, wherever, like LeBron's going to go somewhere first, and then Bronny's going to, and then every team's going to try to get LeBron there because they know, like, and then the prize will be, or the second prize will be, okay, Bronny's going to come there, too. But everyone, in a sense, is going to want to get LeBron so they can he can play with his son, like you said. But I I don't know. And since we're on the topic of LeBron, quick shout-out to him for being the first active NBA billionaire. 
uh, what, yeah, a, that's what an accomplishment. Um, I'm just trying to get my thousand air on right now, but hey, shout out to the billionaires out there. <laughs> yeah, that's that's wild. I saw that too yesterday. Exactly. Um, yeah, shout out LeBron. And that was, and not to spend a whole LeBron segment, but like thinking of all the expectations he came into the league with, like this is the next Jordan. This is going to be the greatest player of the decade. Um, exactly. And and he he was like you think of how hyped up like Zion and stuff was. LeBron was literally compared to to Jordan ever since he was like 16 and 17. That's when people started following him with, with cameras and it never stopped. Um, and the dudes exceeded every expectation. He's never had any like major career scandals. hiccups or, or scandals or yeah, whatever, whatever it would be. Um, he's done everything almost the right way. And then, yeah, like you said, he's been smart in his investments and in, in equity and, and getting interest in all the right places and it's it's freaking impressive um by the time Bronny james comes to, into the league though like lebron will be he, he'll he'll still be all right but he'll be like dirk in his final year to where yeah he, he's still got that clutch in him and he's still got that got the shot in him yeah. and he's still lebron um but but he won't be able to put the ball on the floor and, and take over a game as he's still doing now um but who knows man lebron keeps you know, blowing everybody away with how good Sir. he is at this age. Um, anyway, that that's our first headline. Let's finally move into our next one. The NBA Finals are on. Um, first game one was last night. Um, I was really hoping we would record this game or record this podcast before the NBA Finals. We could give our takes um, because my take was going to be um, I've got the Warriors winning in five. Like I thought the Celtics would be lucky to win – or I was basically going to give them one game against the Warriors. I just thought there's no chance. Um, but wow, the, the Celtics won last night. Um, and Steph kind of went off too. Like Steph was going crazy in the first quarter. Um, Tatum wasn't even that special. Like he, he was missing a lot of shots. He did have a good amount of assists, which was good to see. Um, and so that was, I think, my biggest takeaway was not only were they in Golden State and they got the win by by double digit points, um, but what was impressive was Tatum wasn't hitting. And normally, when it comes fourth quarter, when it comes crunch time, final minutes, Tatum kind of hogs the ball. And, and whether he's double, triple teamed, he's going to spin off it, and he's going to be the guy shooting. And Marcus Smart has made that critique of him like midway through the season. He's like, guys, know what we're going to do? We've got one option. Um, and so it was actually really good to see. I think not necessarily Tatum having a bad night, but actually sharing the ball because he still draws a lot of attention, even if he's having an off night. And so he, he hardly shot in, in the final minutes. Like he was deferring to Jalen Brown um, to shoot Al Horford uh, to Marcus smart. And those guys were hitting big shots. Um, so seeing him actually distribute and, and start to move the ball around and get other guys going um that's dangerous if, if he keeps that up because you know he's not going to shoot that bad again exactly that's what i was telling people i said the the warriors are in trouble because the fact that the warriors were able to come back from a 12-point deficit in the fourth quarter and then jason tatum wasn't even jason tatum imagine if everybody does that on top of jason tatum getting his then the warriors are in serious trouble but i I had the Celtics in six or seven. Um, I, I just think they're too big for the Warriors. 
Um, the only way I see the Warriors winning is if Clay Thompson turns back into the second half of the Splash Brothers, um, which no which no disrespect, I just don't see it. Um, maybe next year, but I think this year was kind of just a filler year. Um, the fact that he's still playing, able to play the game of basketball is incredible, seeing the two injuries he's had, back-to-back ACL, then Achilles injury. Yeah. So the fact he missed all that time and he's even playing in the Bay Finals, I think is a feat in himself. But me personally, I just – I don't see them – coming because I was telling people this if the Warriors do get to the finals they do have a lot of young guys that have never been there before um and and although the Celtics are the same way the Celtics have Jalen Brown and Jason or yeah Jalen Brown Jason Tatum have been battle tested to me I mean their rookie years they went up against LeBron in the Eastern Conference Finals took them all the way to game seven so they got a little bit more experience on the battle tested than Jordan Poole Kamunga and all all the other uh, young guys that the Warriors have so um I got the Celtics in six or seven. The Celtics winning game one to me. Wait a second. Even was, even before last night, you were going to take the Celtics in six or seven? Yeah. You asked Laredo. Me and him had a debate out on Sunday night about the Celtics are going in six or seven. I had the Celtics six or seven, and he laughed at me. Everyone out, everyone there laughed at me. They said, you're nuts. You're tr-. I was like, okay. Man, because I, I gotta say, I, I bought into the to the kind of media storyline of the whole storyline leading up to this finals was um look at the hundred plus games of finals or playoff experience that that the Warriors have compared to the the zero games of, of NBA finals experience that the, the Celtics have, or at least this core team. Um and so the whole kind of argument and, and stance by the media going into this series was experience versus the the new and young guys and so most people are leaning golden state's way but the kind of media story around this this series i think kind of changed last night to where last night after the game it was said um that experience was almost a bad thing because they were like the the warriors core they're they're getting old like they they can't run with these guys I, i heard i think Stephen a say after the game like they had their their hands on their knees in the first quarter because because the Celtics were just running them up the court, which is a good point. Like like you think about it, if Jalen Brown's running, Marcus Smart's running, they're going to get it up in transition. Um, it's it's a good point. I mean, Draymond, yeah, he's he's getting up there. Um, Steph is an absolute legend and assassin and and, and amazing. Um, but like he tweaked his ankle again last night. Um, he he can still move, but he can be a liability on defense. Clay is mostly going to be an offensive guy, but he he can kind of face guard. But I don't know, man. Um, I I still got the Warriors. I'll still stick to my original prediction before the series of of Warriors and five. Uh, but after last night, got to put some respect on on the Celtics' name. Wait, so you think from here on out the Warriors are just gonna the Celtics will win another game? Well, and that's the thing. I, I'm making my prediction as I was always going to, which was before the series. Before the series started, I was going to say Warriors in five, which I, I'm going to stick to. I'm just a man of my word. Or, um, but but after last night, I, I'm saying that prediction now looks st- scary because that would result in or basically mean Warriors. the Warriors are winning the next four. Which is just not happening. But Telling you, the Celtics team, there's something different. And I think people forget Jason Tatum is from that Kobe Bryant cloth. Like, if you look at Jason Tatum's game, it's scary how it resembles Kobe's game so much. But you can just see that Kobe tutelage from 
that was passed. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't even go that far. Like, I know it's it's Tatum's uh, favorite, favorite player. He's got a little bit of the clutch gene in him, which I'll give to him. Some of his moves, like back to the basket, turn around, fade away. His yeah, mid-range it, game is Kobe S. Yeah, it, it'll remind you of Kobe a little bit. But um, I will say the cool I'd thing is – I'd say it was Kobe now. I just hit. said he remind, he's got that Kobe kind of t- tutelage in him. The clutch gene – I mean, I'm yeah. not really willing to step out there and give it to him, but I'm just saying this. The Warriors are in trouble. And and I was watching Stephen A. Smith last night, and he's right that Clay Thompson, before he got hurt, would have been the guy you put on Jalen Brown when he gets going. But the fact is now is Draymond Green is really their only defender in the starting lineup, at least, that you can trust to guard and get a stop if you need it. Because See, Steph and Clay right now are defensive liabilities. I've always thought Tatum's been overrated. Like I like because I'm in I, I'm in the sports card world too. People go crazy over his cards. His cards are super inflated. Um, I've always thought like he needs something like this, like a deep playoff run where he's leading his team um, to really establish himself as like okay, he's that dude. Like to this day, I'd still with without even thinking about it take Luca over Tatum any day. Um, well, I like, think we all would. I'm, I'm, I I don't think anyone would disagree with you there. Like I I, I just I, personally just I don't think. And I, I really don't know if Tatum can be that guy um, to lead them to a finals. But but looking at what happened last night, even though he didn't have that great of a game, he still found other ways to get involved. He's had a heck of a playoff so far and leading him to this point. Um, so speaking for myself, I probably need to put some more respect on his name. But yeah, um, yeah. I, I, would, I, I wouldn't go as far as to what you said, that the Warriors in, are in trouble. They're fine. They're they're chilling. That they they've got plenty of experience with with losing with NBA Finals before. They'll bounce back. They'll probably win by like twenty five this next game, and then who knows what will happen in the the rest of the series. But I think the Warriors are fine. I don't know if my original prediction will stand true. I don't think they'll win in five, but I'll still stick to it. Okay. Well, we we're gonna put this up somewhere, and <clears throat> if they win in six or seven, then yeah, y'all y'all seven. hold us to it. Um, next headline, a little golf talk. Um, did you watch at all the, the match on, on TNT that happened this past, uh, Wednesday, I think it was. I did not. Um, I saw some highlights, but for the most part, I didn't watch it in totality, but you know, saw some highlights. Look funny. Man, so, look it was fun. awesome. I, I, I will watch any match that you give me And the, the main reason for it is because they're mic'd up like any sport where they're mic'd up the entire time. I love it. Like that, that's, that is what sports are missing. Um, and the whole coverage of this was great. Like they did a press conference um, before the match and the match for, for those of you out there that, that may not be familiar. Um, it's a golf round. They played 12 holes. It was Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady versus the young guns of Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Um, they did a press conference beforehand where it was like super candid and, and the, the dudes were cutting up a ton and not answering any question seriously they were totally joking around so it was cool to see those the the kind of actual human side of those guys um but then the actual content the actual match was was pretty interesting too um josh allen didn't do much mahomes kind of carried their team um brady couldn't do much off the tee and then aaron Rodgers, just a solid golfer um but long story short aaron Rodgers, tom brady the veterans they won on literally the final stroke. Aaron Rodgers hit like a 12-footer, um, to, and he sank that to, to win the entire thing. 
but a lot of money was given away to, to charity. I think like feeding America was, was the charity of, of choice throughout the, the entire round. Um, so they raised a heck of a lot of money. It was fun for, for me to watch as a spectator. So highly recommend watching the match um, solely because it's, it's mic'd up and you see the, the behind the scenes and learn more about these guys than you do on just watching them in the huddle on Sundays. Yeah, uh, like I, said, I saw the highlights. Um, I'll probably, after that, uh, soliloquy, as my boy Stephen A. Smith would say, I'm going to have to go back and watch it. But, yeah, I, I heard it was funny. I heard it was entertaining. Um, and like you said, I'm, I'm always down for good uh, sports with mic'd up. That's why I think I liked uh, the XFL so much, just the fact that you could hear the play calls come in and kind of gives you a perspective of a fan on the field or in the mix. So I'm definitely going to have to go back and rewatch that now. Um. More golf talk. Have you heard about this live golf tour? Live like club live in Miami. That's the thing. It is spelled exactly like club live in Miami L I V. Um, And it's, it's pretty dang controversial. It's, it's the, the tour that's backed by basically Saudi Arabia. Um, And so it's, it's somewhat controversial for, for that reason, but also because it's, one of the first kind of big tours competing against the PGA tour and giving them true competition. Some, some big names are leaving the PGA tour and, and at least playing in this first event for, for the live golf tour. The first event is actually coming up. It's what is that? It starts this next week. It's June 9th to 11th. So yeah, that's next weekend. Um, and it's in London and they, they're doing a few U S events later in the year. Um, they're doing one in, in Saudi Arabia, and so I think a lot of the big name guys on the tour are kind of sitting back and seeing what happens. Like what's the backlash from the PGA tour? Are these guys going to get suspended? But there's some big time names that are playing. Um, the biggest headline like is D- Dustin Johnson. Like Dustin Johnson is playing in this. And I think a big, big reason for it is the, the money involved. Like, I think that's at the end of the day, the dudes see the money that's being thrown out, which um, I heard something um, I think on another podcast the other day, like even the last place guy in this tournament is going to get six figures. He's getting like 200,000 bucks or something just for showing up. Um, wait, wait, six figures to lose. <laughs> yeah, Where is this tournament? The very last there? place player. Are you kidding me? Um, I'll take the last place trophy right now. For so that's 200,000? Like this isn't just a pop-up tour trying to make a name like Dustin Johnson's playing in at least this first event. Sergio Garcia is yeah. playing. Um, let me let me open up the full. So are they roster. playing this alongside the PGA Tour, or are they just saying eighty-seven? The PGA Tour, we're on this. Are they doing both? That's the thing, and, and people don't know if the PGA Tour is going to, you know, whip out suspensions for these guys, or if they're going to give them a lifetime ban. But there's there's definitely talk of um, consequences for these guys. Like Dustin Johnson um, lost. His one of his big sponsors, I think one of his big, big sponsors was RBC, like the Royal Bank mm-hmm. of Canada, I believe. And he's yeah. if I have this correct, I think that tournament is this this upcoming weekend where he's playing in this live golf tour and he's missing that tournament, which is um, the, the brand that sponsors him. It's their tournament on the PGA Tour. He's missing that to go play in this live golf tour. <laughs> so he, lost, he lost them as a sponsor. So but he he doesn't seem to be tripping. Other guys like Sergio Garcia are playing, um, Brandon Grace, Taylor Gooch, um, Dustin Johnson, I mentioned, Martin Keimer, 
Um, let's see who else on this list. Graham McDowell, Kevin Naw, um, Louis Oosthuizen. So there's some big time names. Ian Poulter, uh, Lee Westwood. Like there, there's some big time <laughs> PGA Tour um, established names on here that now a lot of those guys are getting towards the back half of their career and are probably just chasing the bag at this point. Don't really care. Um, but pretty dang interesting that the PGA Tour has got some competition. And that was my kind of whole point in, in bringing up this little little segment. It'll be interesting to, to kind of watch it develop and see if more players move on to this new league and, and go and chase the bag, or if they just sit back and watch and these players that, that play in this one event just get suspended for life. So is this going to be televised or no? They just, is it going to be kind of it's, like a it's stream gotta thing? Be. Like I, I think, I, I, I would assume so. Um, and I think a lot of it is different. Like they're playing only three days as opposed to four days. So they're not playing um, four, four rounds of golf. Yeah. And there's also like a team component to it. Like there's still the individual component, but there's also like a day or two, I think, where you're playing like with a team of four. And so they're okay. it, they're like spicing up golf a little bit, which, which I like and I think could be healthy. Um, at the very least, the PGA Tour may get some ideas to to implement, but who knows, man? I'll, I'll I'll hopefully be watching. I'll be on vacation, but I'm sure I'll catch a little bit of it. Ooh, vacation lives this weekend. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'll, I'll be on vacation starting this afternoon. That's why we're we're doing a morning pod for y'all to to get it out. Um, the things the, we do for the fans, right? The the final headline I wanted to get to. Um, Granted, I'm not as much of a video game guy as I, I was in my, my earlier days. Um, but real quickly, the new Madden 23 cover um, was announced, was released, and it's no other than the legend John Madden himself. Um, as most of y'all probably know, John, John Madden recently passed this past year. Um, so shout out John Madden. Good to see him back on the cover for the first time in a while. Um, nice little throwback for the, the franchise. Yeah, I, yeah, I, that I'm glad to see that. Um, you play Madden he, ever? He's a so Have I had Madden? Have I? Come on. No, me? I used do, to be do you play Madden ever? Do I play Madden? Uh, I'm more of a 2K kind of guy, but I, I mean, I'll, I'll hop on the Madden every once in a while. Um, I'm glad they're bringing back, or allegedly they're bringing back uh, uh, ESPN football or yeah, NCAA football. Uh, that was more of my game than Madden, but yeah, I'll hop on the sticks. Fair. Um, card talk time. Like I said, I wanted to recap the Dallas card show. Um, I, I talked in the last podcast about it was my first time that I was about to attend the Dallas card show. It's one of the biggest shows in the nation. There's like 500 plus tables and vendors set up selling cards. Um, and it definitely lived up to the hype. It was like so overstimulating to where there was so much going on. There were so many cards out there. Um, <laughs> and you asked like my wife and my brother going in, they were like, Oh, Chad's going to spend a few thousand bucks. Like he's going to spend way too much money. Um, I bought one card. I, I got out of there by only spending 30 bucks. I bought one card. It was a Kobe Bryant from like 2000, like flare showcase. I think it was um, PSA graded. It just, it was cheap. I thought it was underpriced. It was an attractive looking card that I I'm pretty dang confident. I can, can sell for a lot more than that. Um, so the fact that I got out of there with all the cards that were on display, spent only 30 bucks, bought one card. I'm pretty proud of myself. 
Yeah, I, honestly, yeah. When you told me you're going, I I for sure thought this dude's about to spend some money. So if I only spend thirty dollars, eh, uh, what what can you say? Sorry, sorry to that uh car talk show chat. Uh, the post game podcast was in the building, but one half of the post game podcast is in the building. But next podcast or next card show, I'm there, Chad. You can sign me up. Yeah, it'd be more fun if if you attend too. We can both speak to it. But um, yeah, next time I'm in town, the the Dallas card show happens like four to six times a year so if you're ever in the dallas area go check it out um if you go especially on sunday as as me, me and my brother did it's typically free like if you go midday on sunday that's the final day of it you can normally just walk in for free uh, but if you go earlier it's it's a few bucks to get in and it's worth it there, there's so much cool stuff in there memorabilia cards um everything you can think of so so go check it out if you have any interest whatsoever in it um but that'll wrap card talk. Just a quick one today. We're finally back into my favorite segment. Um, we got some listener questions that, that I want to answer today. Um, the first one, and granted, both of these, um, the first two that I'll read are, are pretty dang random, but I, I like them nonetheless. The first one says, what happened to Andy, Indiana Pacers star, um, all-star Roy Hibbert? That's actually a great question. I, I I I was actually just the other day thinking about that. Um, I don't know what happened to him. Uh, <clears throat> I think he was deemed as one of the better big mans that was going to be in this league. Um, and you know, that's a to me that's a hard transition. Uh, you're a college kid, and everyone's telling you how good you're going to be, and that you could be the next great big man in the NBA. And that's a lot of that's a lot of pressure to hold up to. So. Um, I know he had a couple good years in Indiana, but um, I think once that Indiana team that was kind of challenging the heat in the Eastern Conference kind of broke up, um, everyone kind of went their own ways. And I think he kind of moved around some teams. And then you know how that goes, Chad. Once you kind of get to moving around, if you can't really find a home every now and then, you typically end up out of the league very quickly if you can't find a team to stay with for a little bit. So I think that's what happened. But, you know. The, the the average NBA span is nowadays isn't as ridiculous. I know we see people like LeBron True. and Westbrook and stuff. We've been in the league for 15 seasons, but honestly, nowadays, I mean, the average NBA player isn't staying in the NBA that long. And if he is staying in the long, he's not going to be the top guy for that long. It's a couple of people, yes, but majority of them, no way. So I don't know. I'm going to do some more research and get back to you guys on that one. No, I, I think like that's spot on. Player. A lot a lot of guys just kind of, like, fade out. Like, you think of, like uh, – or I think of, like, a guy like Isaiah Thomas to where he was big for the Celtics. Um, I say big, but he was a little dude. Um, but he was a, a stud for the Celtics for a while. And then all of a sudden, the Celtics are like, yeah, we, we, we don't need you anymore. And so he was just trying to get picked up. And so he's been bouncing around on a couple, like, 10-day contracts the past few years – and just literally can't get signed. And so I don't know if it was injuries that that'd be kind of my guess since it's a big man, some sort of injury, maybe he came in out of shape, um, just couldn't get picked up. But it is interesting because like they were literally building around him and Paul George, Indiana, that is um, like I remember those were, were the two kind of dominant guys at Indiana for, for I feel like at least a couple of years. Um, then, he yeah, he kind of just faded out. And I think I feel like that happens so much more than we think about um, with guys. Yeah, not the LeBrons of the league, but you think of like, I don't know, think think of really any any big man. Like like hardly are you getting a notification of 
Roy Hibbert has announced their retirement or Tyson Chandler has announced their retirement or, um, you know, Marcus Saul or like, just think of any big man. I think they all kind of just slowly fade out of the league to where they can't get signed anymore. Or they're sitting so deep on a depth chart somewhere that you just, you don't hear about them. And so they just quietly retire and, and move on with their life. Um, you got to think the same thing happened here, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's like an assistant coach at like a, a D2 college somewhere or something. Yeah. I, either that or like he's working on trying to be an analyst. Cause I feel like that's typically the life the XNBA players go is either analyst or start becoming a coach. And so. I just looked it up. Um, a quick Google search will tell you all the answers. Um, it said <laughs> Hibbert retired shortly after the 2016, 2017 season and has since transitioned to coaching, becoming a player development associate with the Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, maybe that's why Joel and B got so good all of a sudden. No, I mean, <laughs> I mean, shoot, they're, they're kind of built similar. And they're definitely built similar, but I, I don't know. I, maybe had nothing to do with that, but anyway, shout out to him. Yeah, good, good question, Tim, getting us thinking. Um, this next one is also – totally random but it's it's kind of interesting to think about he said this is a hundred percent a hypothetical situation but i need to hear y'all's thoughts um on peyton manning going to coach tom brady in tampa potentially as just an offensive coordinator uh, my thoughts are that tom doesn't need much as far as coaching and these two working together would be fun to watch who asked that if you don't mind me asking Th that was tim oh shout out tim what up tim uh hmm. That's a good question. Um, I'll, I'll start do, us off. I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying heck no. There, there's zero chance. <laughs> Peyton Manning is enjoying his time way too much doing the alternative broadcast on, what is it, I think, Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football. He yeah, just sits and, and messes around with his brother and, and talks to Snoop Dogg or Lil Wayne or whoever wants to join him that night. Um, like, And I, I love it. And I think he loves it. Like, He loves the more relaxed. Like, um, I think he's truly like enjoying – retirement like you'll see him play in like celebrity pro-am golf tournaments and he does like Peyton's places on ESPN plus like he I think he enjoys the alternative stuff that he's doing now and he has some pretty good gigs um but also Peyton and Tom don't like each other like they they have noted beef going back to their playing days um they get along and they they respect each other and they'll they'll crack jokes if they're around each other um but I think there's zero chance of them ever working together. But also, Byron Leftwich is a is a stud. Um, he's the offensive coordinator for obviously former quarterback for I think it was the Jags, um, offensive coordinator now for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he's been great. I mean, Tampa's been been solid since Brady's been there. But also, Byron Leftwich has been his offensive coordinator since Brady's been there. Um, I'm not sure. I don't think Byron Leftwich got picked up as as a um, head coach. I think he was in the running this past offseason, but hasn't been picked up. I, I think he's going to be named a head coach any day now. Um, hang on, let me check. Let me verify that. Byron, no, I, he's Leftwich's OC. Is that what you're trying to verify? Yeah, I'm just trying to verify he didn't get picked up as a head coach. He didn't. Um, Shoot, and I didn't I didn't realize that either. Bruce Arians, of course, retired, head coach of of the Bucks. Um, oh yeah, their uh, defensive coordinator, I think, is the new head coach, right? Yeah. So okay, okay, that makes sense. I just want to make sure. 
Um, so Leftwich is still there, but yeah, I think Leftwich isn't going anywhere um, as long as Brady's there. I think they'll they'll both play slash coach there for another year. Um, but even past that, there's no way Peyton is um, coming back as an offensive coordinator. Definitely not for for Tom Brady. Mm, I just. I- their styles to be wouldn't clash, like you said, but I, I, so I don't, yeah, I'm with you. There's no way. Um, I think I have a better chance of being a head coach in the NFL than that happening. Um, but, uh, that's, no. that's and like false. you said, and, and, no, I, you know, I, hey, just give me the Madden playlist thing on my wrist and then I can call a couple plays. I think, uh. <laughs> but no, yeah, I, I don't think that's happening. And, um, like you said, personally, too, there's there are some players who don't want anything to do with coaching. Like once they're done with the game, they want to be complete, not far away from it, but far away enough where it doesn't provide the stress and they just want to relax. And especially a lot of these kids have dedicated themselves to these, this game since they were kids. So playing a sport for 30, 30 some odd years. I mean, heck, I, I want to break, too. But could I see Peyton Manning being an offensive coordinator coach later on the road? Uh, yeah. I think a team will give him a shot. Do I see him being with Tom Brady? Yeah. But I, you talked me something today because I didn't know they had beef. I didn't know they didn't like each other. I, I, I had no idea. So th- this final question, this is going to be the quickest answer ever. Um, this reads, what are y'all's thoughts on Martin Perez, the major league ERA leader? Should the Rangers trade him at the deadline? Um, I haven't watched a single Rangers baseball game this season, which is a shame, shame to say. Um, but the, I, for all I know, the yeah, Rangers you're a Braves are, fan now. No, That's I'm not. No, I'm not. The, yes, if the Braves not. and Rangers play head to head, I'm taking the Rangers 10 out of 10 days. Um, however, right. when they're not playing each other, yeah, those are those you are my now two teams. Um, but in regard to Martin Perez, um, <laughs> he's been with the Rangers or at least has played multiple seasons with the Rangers. I, I think he's gotten traded a bit in his career, but I know he's logged a lot of seasons with the Rangers. Um, if he's the ERA leader in the MLB, why the heck would we yeah, trade him at the deadline? Trade him. That's that's I'm my gonna, answer. Yeah, to that. that's yeah, and I'm gonna second that. So no, our answer is no. We would not trade him. But great question. There we go. Glad we're in agreement there. Um, moving <laughs> out of listener questions into the song of the week. Um, Ooh. Urkel, do you have a do you have a song for the people? Yes, sir, I do. Um, so again, right now, seeing how it's nine. 30 in the morning I'm right now I'm still waking up so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take it back and I'm gonna go with a classic I don't know why this song just kept ringing off in my head uh but I'm gonna go with Party Next Door uh and I'm gonna go with Party Next Door and let me find the name of it because I just had it what is it Party Next Door Persian Rugs I don't know if you heard that song, Chad, but it's it, it, it definitely sets the vibe off right. All, all I know is it sounds like you've been in your feels lately. So I'm not in my feels. Why does everybody think I'm in my feels, dude? I, I'm not in my feels. I, it, it's 9.30 in the morning. What do you want to do? Play some Hey, don't, some don't deny it. No, no, nothing wrong with it. Um, no, my song of the week recommendation would be, and this surprised me, but Antonio Brown, he goes by the, the name A.B. Oh, no, artist. you're not about to say it. No, you're not. Um, Pit Not the Palace is an absolute banger by A.B. Um, he released an album, too, that it, it has some misses, but it has some some decent little tracks on there. He's got he paid a lot of money for features. 
Like he's got the baby, young thug, um, some some big time names on that album. But check That's out Pit. Album right there. Check out Pit Not the Palace by A B, just the single. Um, the song kind of bangs. Oh, ooh, ooh, an album I've been listening to like crazy. I, I put a couple of people on too. Is uh it's by I don't know, he's from uh, Atlanta. Uh, his name's Lil Got. Uh The Cheaters, the album, the name of the album. Now I know what you're thinking. It's not like that, but the name of the album is The Cheater. It's got some bangers on there. Um, and typically every time he drops, uh he 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 puts out phenomenal albums, in my personal opinion. And uh oh yeah, hey, post Malone, post post Malone new album time. today. Yep, yep, yep. So uh it's a it's a vibe. Definitely something I think you could play while you're just cruising around the car, late night vibe, but definitely those those are that. Um, like I said, uh follow me on Apple Music if you guys want some playlists. I can make you a playlist. Um, so just whatever you guys need, follow me on Apple Music and uh see what I'm listening to. There we go. Um, final segment, if we have anything, the fourth quarter. Um I don't think I have much outside of just my mind is on vacation mode already thinking about this afternoon. I'm <laughs> heading down to Florida. Um, do you have anything on your mind for, for the fourth quarter today? Uh, no, just uh, shout out to everybody. Thank you for supporting us. Uh, like, subscribe, listen, all that jazz. I uh, can't really think of anything today, Chad. We're just walking straight into the tunnel, headed straight for the locker room, grabbing a sandwich. That's how you got to do it, dude. Headed home. Uh, I don't think I'd grab a sandwich. I think I'm more of a salad guy. So maybe. If oh my gosh, that's even worse. A salad? What's wrong with the salad? I, I, I'm noted not a salad guy. You don't like salad at all? No. I, I, nice what, what benefit does it provide? I need a, I need a carb and a protein. Um, maybe you a can few put veggies. chicken in there. What's you that? can put chicken and veggies. You can put chicken. Like if you go to Salada, they got spicy chipotle. Yeah, chicken, but I like shrimp, I like the, the base of the base of what I'm eating, it needs to be like a carb. Like it needs to be rice or like sweet potato or something. If the, the base and the majority of what I'm eating is leaves, I'm not, I'm not going to be happy. They're not leaves, man. They, well, there are leaves. They're, they're leaves, but I, the spinach does kind of look like leaves, but no, it, it, I don't know. I'm just, I, I feel like the sandwich phase for me was back in the day when I was like in middle school, high school. Now oh, I'm I know. Just, and I just, I, I, just, I just threw I just threw out sandwich. Okay. I'm not that big of a sandwich okay. guy either, unless okay. it's, it's, I can't end the last time I've had a sandwich ever. Oh, actually that's why I went to firehouse subs the other day. But other than that, I, I can't tell the last time I had a sandwich. Yeah, unless it's got two buns and, and two patties and, and a slab of cheese in the middle and it's from Whataburger. I ain't I ain't eating it. Whataburger in and out. Oh, Whataburger all day. Are you kidding me? Dude, in and out. Not even debatable. Oh, Oracle, and you're from Texas. That's a shame. Dude, in and out is fire. Like, okay, you I, and I were were raised on on Whataburger. Do you remember that? Yeah, we were. Yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I'm from Dallas. I'm from Dallas. All right, so I, I I'm from Texas. I, I know something about Waterburger. And you're you're going in and out to your, me. Your first true love. Oh, I would say going against. I mean, I loved Waterburger, and then once I had In and Out, it's like okay, that's like you know you don't know how something's good. You don't know what's better if you never had the others. So I had In and Out. I'm like, this is good. The sauce, mm. the animal style fries, the secret menu. Like to me, In and Out is better than Waterburger. To me, maybe it's just because I'm burnt out because I've ate it so much and I'm still kind of getting used to In and Out. But to me, right now, I'm going over In and Out. I actually had In and Out last night. Uh, 
Texas listeners, y'all, y'all blow him up in his in his DMs for that take. They're gonna get me because every time I say it, everyone looks at me like I'm crazy. But the truth is, to me, in and out is better. So I, I mean, you know, we should post a poll on the post game podcast Instagram. Weiberg in and out. Let's see who wins. I'm I'm doing that right now. Great idea. <laughs> yes, um, sir. All right, Don't folks. Episode 35 has come to an end. Um, this will be posted this morning, so you'll hear it here shortly. Um, please do us a favor, hit that link in our Instagram bio and send in a listener question. Um, if you feel like DMing us a question on on Instagram, that that works too. It's just the post game pod is is the at. Um, we appreciate you guys. Write a review. Yes, on Apple, on Spotify, five stars ideally. Let us know what you think, but most importantly, send in those questions. Keep listening, share it with a friend. But most importantly, y'all have a great weekend. Enjoy the NBA Finals. We'll pop back on after the finals to recap them and talk through whatever else is going on in the sports world. So we'll see y'all next time. Yes, sir. Peace.